listening to Let's Think On It, featuring Dr. Mark Westfall. Welcome back. You're listening to Let's Think On It. Today's guest, Fred Shepard, chairman of the Department of Political Science at Stanford University. And uh, Jeff Thomas is with us. He's a co-thinker, as well as Hayley Ingram, one of my other co-thinkers. And so we're covering things Brexit today. Um, I want to. We left the last episode uh, talking about immigration. So some of this maybe Brexit was based on um, uh, immigration, and I suspect maybe we're gonna, we're going to talk about the fear of what's going on with um, the immigration policies from the EU, how that may affect Britain, and um, the, essentially terrorism. Is there a connection there? Yeah, it was. It was the big issue. I mean, all the po- all the polls showed that it was the the issue, and the new prime minister that's coming in, Theresa May, is um, very kind of hawkish on immigration. She's, she's kind of moderate and reasonable on a lot of other issues, but she's very tough on immigration. Um, and what the EU set up was um, free movement of people. And um, you know, this was, on, on one level, just a visionary, wonderful idea that you had people moving all around Europe, and it really helped the economy. And it was a very humane um, system of bringing people together and making countries better because you had people moving in a much greater variety, moving beyond sort of old nationalist stereotypes. And you know, you, you spend time in, in England now, it's a way better country than it was 30 or 40 years ago because you have all these outsiders coming in and making it a much more interesting place. I mean, don't get me started on the food. I mean, it's, it's just a way better place. Okay. Uh, the culture uh, is, okay. is way more interesting. Um, but it's it's politically tricky, um, and you, they weren't always a country of immigrants. That's, no, that's, I mean, unlike us, we're that's how we started, yep. Yep. and they've had this history and been somewhat, you know, yep. nationalistic, right. although open, liberal-minded, but still, yep. Yep. you know, they've been who they have been for a long time. So I can see where the psych- you know, kind of moving into the psychology of politics yep. now. I can see where the average. Uh, citizen would say, "Hey, wait a minute! We're losing our identity." Yeah, and you yeah. see that now in our in, in the U.S. And we've only been around two hundred something years, and some people here feel like, "Well, hey, we're losing our identity." And other people remind them, "Hey, your identity actually is diversity." Yeah. But point is, <laughs> is that I can see where Britons would say, "Hey, wait a minute! Right. We're losing our identity, which is, and, and therefore we might lose our country." Yeah, and it is interesting because th- there are some numbers that show that, in fact, recent immigrants. We're also for Brexit. So there is the idea of we got in and now we're, we're yeah, going to pull, 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 pull it up. Yeah. Um, but still, um, yeah, there's this sense, um, you know, and it's very confusing. What is Britain? What is the United Kingdom? And it's a mixture because you've got Wales, Northern Ireland, Scotland, and England. Um, so even there you've got some really interesting mixture and all that. But, but all those countries are really old. Yeah. I mean, those are, I mean, Rel- I mean, again, relative yeah. to us, I didn't, I mean, I, I had the, 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 I was blessed to be able to go over there when I was in college a, a couple of summers, and it's, it's hard to really conceptualize if you haven't been immersed in it, how old stuff is there. I mean, it's like, oh yeah, it's amazing how long it's been around. And, and they've kept a lot of their pageantry and all that. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you, you saw the, the new prime minister curtsying before the, the queen today. Um, they're really struggling with um, 
different racial groups, different ethnic groups, some of which aren't, you know, and then you add the element of, of the economy and the element of terrorism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that makes it much, much more high stakes. Right, so their economy is good or bad right now? Um, they're struggling. You know, they still, they haven't recovered from 2007, 2008 nearly as well as we have. Okay. And, you know, we've, we've got problems too, but we've got a low unemployment rate. Um, we kind of put some reforms in, and there's a general sense that our economy is moving along pretty well. Um, you don't have that sense in Britain at all. Hmm. And the, the, um, the negative effects are not distributed evenly at all. And so these areas, I think you can look really closely and you can see a close correlation between Brexit support and places that have not recovered well from the crisis. Hmm. Um, and that, you know, that's, and, you know, you can be abstract and theoretical about it, but if you're, if you're barely getting by, if, if you have no prospect of employment, um, if, if you can't meet your, you know, you might blame some, blame someone for that. So essentially the guttural feelings of the average Briton who maybe isn't doing well financially would be, hey, I'm struggling financially and I'm concerned about terrorism. Top two concerns. Yeah. And so they saw Brexit as possibly fixing both. Right. I mean, why are they more short. why are they more concerned about terrorism than, say, a middle to upper class urban dweller? I think partly because of the um, areas are are more multicultural, mm-hmm. where the urban people are, and education. Yeah. Um, so same here. Yeah, same and, thing here. Yeah. And okay. it's, it's just you have, you have a greater luxury yeah. of thinking carefully about these issues if yeah. things are going well. Well, and now, you know, then you have all the things that have been going on um, with recent terrorism in Europe, and people begin to say, hey, wait a minute, we really, sh- you know, is this f- free um, immigration, or you know, between us something we really want to be for? I mean, at some point yeah. you can say, wait a minute, we maybe maybe we need control of our borders again. I mean, of course we hear that in our country, you know, every day. So, I mean, is that, I mean, is there some reasonableness to be concerned about yep. that in Europe? I think, I think it's, it's, it, it's such a, um, a strange contraption that they created, putting these economies together, mostly with a common currency, but yet they're all, it's, it's just such a hodgepodge, a, a political unit. Yeah. Um, but what you do have is you have this movement. Now, one of the really interesting things, and it hasn't been talked about much, is that Turkey is setting up to become part of the EU. Hmm. Oh, wow. That's, That's a very different thing from, from Spain well, or, or even Romania, which isn't that much farther west. Um, That's a different image for a not necessarily broad-minded, not necessarily well-educated um, citizen of, say, central England. Mm-hmm. And that... that that raises this might raise the stakes for someone who doesn't have enlightened views about culture and race. That's interesting. essentially being concerned that more people will be immigrating from Turkey, Turkey, yeah. into Britain. Once they're part of the EU, they could do it without any. Yeah. they can do it if they want to. And I would argue, Turkey is a fine candidate. Um, they're a pretty secular country. Um, they have done pretty well being multicultural. Um, you know, they've done stuff like get rid of the death penalty and all that. So, you know, they're, they're not the worst country in the world to include. But, again, if you're not really enlightened about this. Wow. 
Man, it's kind of like letting New York into the SEC or something. That's right. <laughs> or, <laughs> that's such a good or Mexico. analogy. Or Mexico, right. <laughs> yeah. Or a Mexican university yeah. in the SEC. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. No, New York would be much worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they would want a lot more. Yeah. So so we've, we've hit upon some parallels now mm-hmm. in the uh, politics between the U.S. and Britain in that we're, there's during the political season there's been concern about uh, of course finances everyone's concerned about uh, where, where the country's going uh, from an economic standpoint but also from an immigration standpoint and a lot of the immigration I mean there's always been some concern about immigration but it obviously is a hotter topic now uh, because of terrorism um, and so does it sounds, it seems like there's kind of a, looking at it from a, just a purely psychological standpoint, because I have no political science background whatsoever, it seems like there is a commonality. As soon as I heard the Brexit thing and read a little bit about Brexit, I said, wow, it seems to me like the same people who are pushing for Brexit are the same sorts of folks, the same phenomenon that's going, on, going around in the U.S. that has Trump and Bernie right. at the forefront. People who are tired of the standard, the, the status quo, and looking for a dramatic change to where things have been, and so, and I think what's stimulating that to some degree may be um, probably some disgust of the current political system in the U.S., but also coupled with that, fear. Right, yeah. and I, th- I think Bernie. It's an interesting thing. Bernie would fit the British model. The, the pre-Brexit British model of a kind of a class-based uh, focus on economic issues and not, not blaming Mex- Mexican immigrants and all that. Um, but a lot of the Brexit stuff now has a little more in common with, and again, I don't want to overgeneralize here, but the more Trumpish response, which is to say, okay, we've got problems in, you know, the Appalachia, or we've got problems in, uh, you know, outside of Pittsburgh, or we've got problems in D- Detroit. Uh, let's blame it on the Mexicans. Um, let's build that wall. Um, Brexit has a little more in common with that. So in that way, it's a very new British response. Uh, the old British response would have been, you know, we're all about class. We were talking about class differences. Um, and like so, a fear of yeah. encroaching cultures. Right, and a fear of the other. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's where... So you're saying it would be a fear of class, it was class to class... Yeah, issues. And conflict. what we're seeing now is a little bit more people blaming their economic problems on the other. And, and it's yeah, it's a, it's a it's a racial ethnic other now. And that fear that's coming up with the parallel between the U.S. and Britain, it's I mean, terrorism has always been, and always will be, probably. Um, but you know, it's like every place is in such. Uh, state of unrest right now and it's like why all of a sudden are all of these things happening like what is this catalyst that's just making everybody so uneasy Um, so you know we had this traumatic experience 15 years ago you know direct direct massive experience of terrorism 15 years ago Um, and that transformed everything Um, now uh, what is what exactly does terrorism mean Etc. It's, it's a very, very complicated process, but it's easy to fall back, go back to that experience we had 15 years ago. Um, and so I think, and, 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 you know, 
Britain, London has had those experiences as well. Um, so to, on the Brexit thing, did they tie Brexit and immigration together? I mean, was that one of the... Yes, that was the issue. That, that's more than they tried the to take it down then. More than the economic stuff. Hmm. Um, that's very interesting. Yeah. So, but because of course, Britain, just to reiterate, what I think I heard you say was essentially Britain was not in control of who could come into their country if they're part of the EU because the EU right. determines immigration policies. Yeah. Is so, that right? Yeah. You've got, you've got a wall around the EU, right? Right. And that's what they've been struggling with, people coming from the middle. But once you're in the EU, free movement. Go anywhere. Yeah. You know, you, you, we were in the, um, the border area between Spain and France. You just go across. You've got, there's no one checking you. Now, that's starting to change in some countries because of, of the influx of people from the Middle East. Ironically, you could say it's, um, you know, karma because Tony Blair supported the war in Iraq. And so you've got a, lots and lots of refugees coming from Iraq and the destabilization that took place with mm -hmm. the Iraq war. So you could say it's karma for Tony Blair doing what he did. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Right. But... Um, Britain is is having to deal with this because you've got free movement and for a long time there was a little bit of anxiety about you know the Eastern Europeans coming and taking all our jobs well you add terrorism and you add a different ethnic and racial group folks in the Middle East um, then it becomes much much more serious all right let's take a break we'll come back and, and uh, delve more into it to listen to Dr. Mark Westfall live, check out O Brother Radio on Birmingham Mountain Radio, 107.3 FM in Birmingham, 97.5 in Tuscaloosa, at bhammountainradio.com, or on the free BMR app. Join in with your questions and comments on Twitter, at Lockamy Brothers. <laughs> 